announcements before we dive into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. couple of exciting things happening for our patrons here this week. Uh, we have gotten in touch with a company that actually we've made all of our one-shot maps from on the, the past couple of years, from the Tumorankaw to the uh, Red Contract maps, and we have gotten the all clear to post those in a accessible file for our patrons so that you can run those one shots at home yourself. Take a look. Those should be popping up on your patron feeds here in the next couple of days if they haven't been so already. Along with that, after we do our new uh, interactive one shot, the Fall of Heroes on May 15th. I hope you have marked your calendars. We are getting more and more excited every day. The map is just about finished, so you will have access to that as well once we finish that one shot so that you can play with your friends at home. We are so excited to get together with you on May 15th at 7 central time for the Fall of Heroes. It's going to be just a fantastic time. Lots of opportunity for you, both paid and unpaid, to dive in and affect this game. It's going to be tremendous. We're getting we're getting so excited, so we hope to see you there. We want to give it up for our brand new patron of the week, Jay Barry. Our friend Joseph uh, has hit up the recognized hero tier just this last week. We're so excited to have Joseph on board. Joseph's been a, a supporter of ours from the very beginning, our very humble beginnings, and it is tremendous to have him supporting us now. J Joseph is uh, one of the many hands involved with Project J. Go follow them on their socials as well as their Discord. It's always popping off a streaming group uh, that does, uh, they stream several times a week, so they put up a lot of good content as well. But Joseph, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day and, and supporting us uh, from here on out. We just appreciate all the, the support that you've given us for your chatter in the Discord. It's been fantastic to have you on board this last year. If you would like to support us on Patreon, the best way to do that is to go on over to patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast. There are several tiers available. We have had a lot of interest in multiple tiers, so we're going to take a look at those tiers here in the next couple of weeks to see what we can do to kind of expand uh, what, what is available for you to support at. Uh, from $5 all the way up to $25. Right now we are full on the $25 tier, so anywhere between $5 to $10 a month uh, helps tremendously. We are inching ever closer, especially with Joseph jumping in last week. We are inching ever closer to our goal of our talk show that we're going to be able to have once we hit our Patreon goal. So check it out. Don't wait any longer. Jump in if you are able to. If you just haven't gotten around to do it, you've been wanting to support for a while. We'd love it if you take time out of your day today and commit to help us producing better content with better quality equipment. And if you are unable to give monetarily, we completely understand. We do ask that you run over and follow us on social media at Basically G Pod on Twitter, the Basically Good Podcast on Instagram, as well as jump on over to our Facebook. And there's a link to our Discord on Facebook as well as Twitter. And there is always chatter happening over there. So we ask that you jump in there uh, and meet a bunch of our fans, talk about our episodes daily, and, and have a good opportunity to chat with us throughout uh, the week. And last but not least, 
the best way you can support us is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it just tremendously helps our reach. It's been a while since we've been able to uh, get a new review on there. And I feel like a lot of people have left reviews, but if you haven't done so and just jump on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, let us know what you think. We love to hear from our audience, from our listeners in any way possible. It helps us make a better product at the end of the day. That is all the announcements I have for this week. Please enjoy this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. We are going to open up to the jungle near a crippled hidden city of the leopard tribe of the Akujai. And we see Akosa a few a few feet up, up on a tree, looking down at the adventurers. Uh, a very small smirk across his face as he uh, welcomes you guys all back into um, the outskirts of a crivel. Um, and as he turns to move forward, he says something along the lines of, um, come, we must, ha- we have things to speak about in a crivel. Um, but as he is doing so, he turns back and looks at uh, one of the new members of your party and he looks at Devoku in astonishment. And his uh, demeanor shifts and to one of surprise and uneasiness. And he says, Master Devoku, I'm surprised to see you here. You know this man? Yes. He was once of my tribe, the Hawk Clan. Uh, Devoku says, Do not worry about me, Akosa. We must get these heroes to the leopard tribe. And Akosa says, okay, come on, let's go. And it's going to kind of lead the way, not like upset, but just again, like uneasy, kind of tension is in the air. Hmm. We love the tension. What do you guys do? We live for the tension. tension, Yeah, I follow. Yeah, we follow. I follow them. Yeah. Um, As we're walking, though, you guys want to ask Devoku something. Okay. Um, uh, Devoku, what kind of terms did you leave your tribe on? I'm afraid they weren't very good. For I was expelled from the Hawk Clan. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of left of my own choice. I can't imagine what could you have done to get yourself forcibly removed? He kind of turns to you. He's been kind of speaking ahead, but he kind of turns to you and he says, 
I'm sure this will all come out eventually once we reach the Leopard Clan. As I told you before, I am no longer an Akujai. That is not of my choice. That was that of the Hawk Clan. You see, many years ago, about a hundred or so now, the Hawk Clan was one of the first clans to be attacked by the humans from the north. From outside of our lands, they came looking for riches. And I lost someone very dear to me at the hands of these greedy, bloodlusting pirates. And so I rounded up some of my men and we paid them a little visit to their camp. When we returned, the Hawk Clan saw our revenge as not a part of the Akujai way. And thus, I took all of the blame for leading the men astray, and I was expelled. <laughs> so they've always had their head Minute. in the ground when it comes to taking matters into our own hands. You never want to leave this damn jungle. I'm sorry. It's all right. As I told your brother, revenge is the most powerful tool in a warrior's arsenal. But it can easily kill you as well. Are you familiar with the teachings of Callistra? I haven't studied, but I'm sure I've run into a couple followers over the years. Well, she has taught me much. And if you, if you were anything like your brother, I would share some of this advice with you at a later time. But we must, we must keep moving forward. We are almost there. All right. I'm going to take you up on that. All right. Any other conversations happening as you guys are traveling the last leg of your journey back home? I don't think so. No. Okay. Then you guys are going to reach a familiar part of the woods and Akosa is going to kind of um, lead the way through a natural kind of maze of vines and foliage um, and then after you take one turn and climb a little tree you guys are now um, immediately revealed the large treetop city of the leopard tribe and as you begin walking through um, the settlement built in the branches you see many um, slightly familiar faces of the Akujai you saw two weeks ago that once welcomed you as um, outsiders and strangers for a feast um, and they all look on you with amazement and awe as you are slowly um, gaining a following and moving throughout the city. Um, 
eventually you are going to reach um, the outdoor kind of central pavilion leading towards where uh, Kaleri and you all had your meeting with the, the twin leopards. And you see Yasi and Nikita are waiting in this little pavilion. And as they see you, uh, they immediately and see the large crowd forming. They uh, run up, uh, both smiles on their faces. And uh, Yashi says, I knew, I knew when I saw the mist fading, I knew you would make it back. What, what happened? Well, to be honest, there's a whole hell of a lot that happened in the past week that I would want to not spare any details to tell you. And maybe this should wait for a little bit later and we can visit over some food or something. And we've been eating travel rations for a week and it gives Urkel pretty bad gas, so. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? He's standing <laughs> off like six or seven feet behind the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There is a like natural like buffer from the crowd following you around. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> this <laughs> this foreign food is just not sitting well. You've been here for two weeks. Two weeks? You'd expect me anyway. It's just nuts and fruit. <laughs> He's never had a healthy right. meal in his life. It's Donald's guy. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, y- Yasi um, says, "Well, we, we, we can we can celebrate and feast your 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 accomplishments soon, but we, you, you must speak to the twin leopards. They 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 are awaiting your. They've been awaiting your arrival for days now." All right, let's do it. Let's talk yes, to the leopards. We, we must speak to them. Let's make it happen. Um, as you guys are moving in, uh, Yasi kind of like looks at uh, Devoku and same kind of demeanor shift and says, Devoku, what are you doing here? And Devoku says, Do not worry, Yasi. I come bringing no disruption to your tribe is imprisoned by the cinder claws these heroes of yours freed me from my chains I merely seek safe passage through the leopard tribes land Yasa kind of looks at Kaleri for approval don't worry, Yasi. He's with us. He's fine. The twin leopards uh, will decide. Then, come on, let's go. And you guys move through this uh, pavilion into the large outdoor seating chamber, um, and you see the twin leopards up on their. Um, their twin um, thrones 
made of uh, twisted vines, and you see um, kind of the the uh, eldest of the Akujai kind of in in council. Um, but everyone begins to kind of slowly peter in and fill up the amphitheater. And eventually there's kind of a hush and the twin leopards look down on you all, the five of you, or I guess six now with, with the Voku. And they say, Calere of the Jaguar tribe and her friends from faraway lands. You've gone in to the mist of the Cinder Claws and come back unscathed. The mist is now gone and you have now brought us a traitor of the Akujai, Devoku, the clanless. Please, what is the meaning of all this? A lot has happened in this past week. I know when I left, we might not have been on great terms, but we bring Devoku here because he was a prisoner of, of those we were fighting against, of you were fighting against. And he just needs safe passage. He's not going to do anything here. I won't even talk about the fact that I probably align more with him than I do with many of you, but he's with us. He's fine. I see you've rescued him from the Cinder Claws. But what of their forces? What of Belmazog, their leader? Well, I think we can happily say that they're gone. We dealt with them. Let's see. Gone for good. Our scouts are now still trickling in, telling us of many of their encampments and fortifications have been toppled. Are you to say that you've rooted the entire cult out? Yeah, I mean, if what you're saying is, was it a hell of a week? Well, then, yeah, I mean, if we we kind of just killed them all. <laughs> we are very efficient. <laughs> Blot out the damn light. Yeah, we killed them. We killed them. See. Well, one of them exploded on their own. <laughs> Belmazog but... is now soot. Yeah. A small ash stain on the ground of an encampment <laughs> that is crumbling beneath its its own weight. Clary's Sorry, footprints Clary. are on top of it. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Clary, of course. Clary. Yes. <laughs> I see. Devoku, what did this clan want with you? Devoku speaks up. It says they wanted wanted information on the Akujai been their prisoner for more than seven years now 
And what did you tell them of us? Well, sad to say I told them what I needed to. I see. So it was because of you that they found Huntergate. Yes. Yes, about a few few years ago. Finally got to me. They had their ways. Do to me what you wish. I really don't care anymore, to be quite honest. I apologize. But as you said, I have no clan. I have really no Akujai. I'm an outsider. And thus I have no... No attachment to my people. Yasi kind of speaks up and says, Devoku, many Akujai died because of your traitorous information. Devoku says, Yes, and these assassins under your hire did their job. I think the cultists got what they deserved. You all stand here, alive. None of them can say the same. Huntergate is kept. The great darkness still imprisoned. The keystone in your hands again. The Leopard Tribe won. That should be enough for you all. Kujai would have died regardless. Pin their lives on me if you want someone to blame. They would have found it eventually. But that information bought me more time. And the hands of the dragon cult was worth it. Clary. Do you defend this traitor? Does he stand with you and your party? Yes. Yes, he does. Any one of you would have done the same had you been outcast by your clan. I think I understand that a little bit more than you do at this point. But he's right. The problem is gone. A problem you couldn't have solved yourself. So sure, blame him if you want. But the least you can do is gratitude to me and mine, who stopped this problem from occurring, is to give him safe passage. I don't see any reason to do anything else. 
And so, the traitor is protected from the champion. Our ways protect you, Devoku. But know if these heroes chose differently, the Leopard Tribe would have their revenge on you. He scoffs and says, you speak of revenge, you know nothing of it. One week, Clary, you all have, the tradition speaks that a champion of the Leopard Tribe will be celebrated for one week for their deeds that save the tribe. For that time, you and your companion may stay here in a quibble. After that, Devoku is no longer allowed within any of the Leopard Tribe's territory. Clary, clinching her jaw, like she knows saying anything else will make the situation worse. And she just slightly bows her head. It doesn't say anything. Now, is there anything, anything else that has happened? Any more information that you wish to provide us? You say the cult is gone. We are not to worry of any other threats. I, I wish it were that simple. But there's a little bit more to it that we are aware of right now. Not that that's going to change the way you respond, but... I think this is a little bit bigger than we expected. There are some forces moving behind the scenes. They had some reason to... to provide some sort of support to the cult here. And the cult was, in exchange, sending them gold from the land. We read in, in Belmazog's, uh, no, was it was in Belmazog's journal? Hazel. Hazel's journal, yeah. We read in, in one of Belmazog's subordinates' journal that there was some kind of mention of collecting the Sorrowmaker's blood, and we don't really know why, but we intend to find out and try to put an end to the whole thing. I just hope that they don't bring anybody back here again. I see. So there are more who seek to remove us, seek Huntergate. I would assume as Forces much. from outside the jungle. Where were they sending the gold? All we know is they were sending it downriver to Blood Cove, and it was collected there by someone who was working with these forces. I see. Yasi, have your men begin scouting the Vanji near Blood Cove. If we are to expect these unseen 
patrons of our dragon cult. We need to learn as much as we can and prepare for another assault. Now, before we move on to the celebrations, the five of you have saved all of our lives. You have laid down your own lives and gone where none of us could go. You have stopped a great evil from rising, the great darkness from emerging from its prison. And for that, we will give you the traditional champions celebration. But for one of you, although you are no longer a Kujai, although you have no tribe anymore, we offer you the title of Kaleti. If you accept. And like the whole room's like. Claire, uh, tears up a little bit. And in her mind, she goes back to the ceremony that she attended with her dad when her mother became a Kaleti. She remembers back to all the honor that was granted and respect that people had for her. And she steps forward and says, yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. Everyone is just dead quiet because as, as you all know, or Clary knows that the Coletti is the, the it is a blessing and a curse. It is um, is the highest honor, but you are permanently bonded with gold, uh, which is very, very evil. Um, and you are pledging yourself to be a living sacrifice, a spear to pierce the impenetrable scales of the great darkness. And you see um, a small group of Coletti kind of move forward. There's only a handful. Yasi is one of them. And they all wear different pieces of tight golden jewelry in different kind of locations on their body. And um, they bring forth a, like, a kind of like a, a small little cauldron and you see it is kind of bubbling as if it was just pulled off kind of like a, a forge and it is bubbling with just like molten Holy. gold and you see the uh, twin leopards one says 
This gold has been ritually purified strictly for the purposes of being passed to the Coletti. It is no longer infused with the darkness. The blood of the Sorrow Maker has been forged into a weapon to pierce his very scales. Coletti, do you pledge to be a living sacrifice? Yes. I do now, and I always have. Whoa. Um, outstretch your arms. <laughs> as you, as you kind of outstretch your arms, they, um, you see this, uh, cast iron, or not cast iron, but a very, uh, uh, uh a metal, um, what is it called? A metal um, mold is put forward and they pour the molten lava or the molten gold into this um, mold. And after a little time has passed, they pull out what appear to be these bracers. And as they clamp them onto your skin, Ooh. The, the metal is still hot and it sears onto your arms permanently attaching itself to your skin and you see there are elven uh, akujai runes all over them whoa and you see she said uh, the twin leopard says leopard clan leopard clan rise All rise and hail. Clary. Coletti. Of the Jaguar tribe. And they all kind of like bow. Whoa. I pull my bracers up over my head like Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) And I will have you know. These golden arm. Oh, they got stats. Are. Bracers of Missile Deflection Greater. What? Holy. And like Aaron's Bracers of Missile Deflection, um, anytime you are hit but not critically hit by a ranged weapon, you can trigger them and it gives you a plus two AC, which can make them miss if it it hits. Uh, And Aaron's is once per day but you can use these once every 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. That is so insane. Cool. That's so cool. All right. That's pretty sick. And with that, that's when leopards rise and say, now we can begin. We can begin the festival of champions. Please. Enjoy your stay at the Leopard Clan. And they bow and everyone begins to kind of shuffle back out to the pavilion. And everyone like they're they're already kind of like rushing home and kind of like stringing banners and preparing for this kind of week long festivity of, um, you know, of just celebration that the, the, the evil has been stopped. You guys are here and all alive and there's a new Coletti 
There's a new Coletti in your wake or in their wake. And yeah. Party Rock Anthem is now playing. <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners, that you can't hear it, but we're all jamming. This is the most 2010 video of all time. Yeah. Anyway, very cool. I'm definitely getting it played at the buffet. Oh, can we do another hunt mini game? <laughs> hunt mini game. Yeah, yeah, we need more mini games. We need more mini games. I want to go dance. I want to hunt without Aaron. Aaron, Aaron needs another pepper challenge. Pepper, pepper challenge. challenge. Wait, Aaron, you took something that that buffs your stealth, right? I I got trained in stealth. Yes. Okay, so now we don't have to worry about Crunchy Crunch Boy in the back. Dude, Crunchy Crunch Boy is freaking me, and we all know it. <laughs> I always roll so bad on stealth checks. <laughs> all right. Well, um, you guys are, you know, like free to do downtime activities. Um, uh, there is no real market other than like bartering here. Um, but. Uh, you guys are free to like retrain and do some other stuff, have conversations respect. with uh, some, respect. Yeah, respect some stuff, uh, um, and have some conversations with NPCs and yourselves. But um, what you guys, I imagine you guys head back to your little like, uh, I think you're all sharing one hut um, with different rooms, but I'm imagining you guys all head back, the six of you. And um, yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys do? Um, I'm probably gonna spend some time respecting, but that might be off air. Um, Can we RP this respecting? <laughs> <laughs> if you have, yeah, you go know what you want to do, that would actually be really funny. But um, so for your records, chance, I at some point during the week want to have that conversation with Devoku. Okay. About Kalistra. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is anyone that that's going to be happening during the week? Is anyone wanting to do anything uh, right now before we kind of like jump through time a little bit? Yeah, I guess I'd like to go up to Kaleri really fast at the party. Um, and as we're like getting plates and stuff, just be like, um, are the twin leopards always that? This song is so, it's actually great though. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm yelling over the music. We're, that's playing. Like, we're oh, all just giggling. Just, it's like, oh, imagine they? like the Ewoks at the end of Star Wars, but it's just a rave <laughs> house music is what's happening right now. The, the raving just Ewoks, say, there's a band name. Lots of, oh, yeah. lots of uh, nature's glow sticks. I don't know what that is, but. Yeah, we just have some, them. like weird fungi. Just Wait, some, like... lightning bugs, dude. Come on, it's <laughs> oh, easy. Of course, oh, of course. God. Sorry, you're right. Um, Erko would like to say as we're like dishing out or like sitting down uh, to Claire as an aside, just say, um, is it part of your culture here to have people that are so blatantly disrespectful to the people that just rescued their entire village? The way that she talked to you, the way that she treated our guest was very cold. Is that normal? Why do you think I left, Urkel? No, but in all actuality, no, not really. You see, the Kujai are very law-driven, rules-oriented, black and white kind of people. 
And if you're on the wrong side of that line, then you get a whole different picture. But as much as I hate that, they at least follow through and make sure their visitors and, and heroes are at least comfortable. But yeah, if, if you hadn't been traveling with me, somebody who blatantly spat in the face of Kujai tradition, or Devoku, who got booted out of the tribe, then things probably would have gone a little bit differently here. I guess that makes more sense. It makes me feel a little bit better. Well, enjoy your celebration and congratulations. How are the uh, arms feeling? Uh, Looking a little... Uh, I just wanted to say, they don't particularly like half-orcs, though. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Um, Excuse me. My family's me. not racist. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I have a lot of half-orc friends. <laughs> I have I have a half work friend. He's in my party. Um, I, they sting a lot. My arms, that is. And um, I don't know. I'm not going to be hanging around here after this week, but I can't help but think about my mother. And it just feels really good to to be following in her footsteps in, in some respect. I'm sure you know that with, with your father. Oh, yes, my my father. Um, have much. We have a much different relationship from my understanding than you and your, your mother, but... <laughs> yeah, your father's not dead. <laughs> Holy, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, if she were here today, I'm sure she'd be very proud. You've you've become quite a champion. Um, and on top of that, um, I feel like you've stayed true to yourself. And you fought for personal reasons, for family, for your tribe. Not just not just out of duty, but out of out of respect for everything your people stood for. She'd be proud. I appreciate that. But sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I kind of forget what I'm doing all this for. I can't tell if it's to try to fill some void I've got inside me. If it's for revenge, if it's for duty or pride, I, I, don't, I don't know. All I know is... I just... There's just one damn-ass dragon that has to die. And as sure as I'm alive, he's gone. That keeps me going forward. This seems to be getting a little bit more complicated. I know that we haven't really had time to digest what we just went through. The trip back was a bit quiet. I think we were all just processing. But a dragon... A red dragon. No, the child of Sayadi stood before you and you didn't kill him. I'm not here to say that was a, a right or wrong thing. Obviously, I think we all lean towards that it was the right thing to let him go. But make no mistake, something inside of you is either changing or, or being more clarified, I think, as we go along here. It's not as black and white as I think you and I think it might be. 
I remember several days ago we had talked about just finishing the job. We just needed to keep fighting till the end. And I didn't feel very... I don't think I felt very fulfilled. I don't think we... I felt that we made... That we achieved what we set out to do. Or that it, it, that it felt good, rather. And I think it's because it's just... It's not as black and white as... As I think we thought it'd be. So whether or not... You know, as this unravels itself, I think we need to make sure that we're keeping open communication amongst all of us. Just because I, I fear that there's a lot of layers to this. And for all you know, we could be... Our values could be misconstrued. Where we stand, where we what we believe is right could be wrong, and I think we just need to pay attention. Keep our eyes up. Yeah. I think you're right. But just so we're clear, I don't really know if what I'm fighting for has changed a ton. I mean, if I could have my way, that red dragon probably wouldn't be on this earth right now, but I believe in you all. And that's something that I've had to learn, something I'm very appreciative for, but... I don't know, Urkel. There's just this fire inside of me. I guess that's how I would describe it. And it just propels me forward. Through whatever, you know, like... If your family died in front of your eyes, I don't think that goes away. I don't think that's changed. I still think it's this desire to somehow put that fire out that's keeping me going forward at this point. But like I said, the one thing that has changed is I have people with me who care. Now, the goals that might not be the same as mine, but I kind of have a new family and it's only been a few months. It's kind of crazy to believe. It is very crazy. It feels like, it feels like a lifetime feel like for the past, you know, several years, I haven't really been working towards anything. And this is the first time I felt truly close to people again. Like I, I give a damn about what people say. Your input, frizzy gig, proving to us all once and for all that it doesn't matter where you come from. Or you can't be defined by what you are. I don't know. I kind of rocked me a little bit. But I think you're right. And don't hear me for a second. Don't don't mistake what I say about, about achieving our goals. I think there is rot evil in this world. And I think that that evil needs to pay for its, its sins. Whether or not they're justified, the consequence... There are consequences to actions. And if that drive is to finish the job that you have, if it's fueled by revenge... then I think you follow it. But also, I, I would say, you know, I want to make sure that you have time to eat your food while it's warm, but I would say don't... <laughs> don't see your quest as just a spiteful, vengeful... action. 
It seems that you are wanting to shut this up once and for all because you don't want it to happen to anyone else. And I think that's that's noble. I can't think of it. The only thing I could think about when we were in that damned skeleton uh, of an old great evil, the only thing I could think about is my father back home. Breach Hill. And what that would do to me if that all burned to the ground. That must be stopped. Yeah. I guess you're right. I do think my mother would be proud, too. I think she probably somewhere down deep held the same idea as I did about the world and its people. I don't know. I might be a Kaledi for the Kujai, but I kind of feel like we're doing something for a lot more people than just these clans here. Sometimes I forget that it's not all about me and my revenge. Hopefully I can just hold on to that. You know, thank you. Let's go celebrate. Bloody Rock is Okay. Um, as you guys are kind of celebrating and things kind of died down, um, I imagine maybe you're going to like going back into the hut. Um, Aaron, at some point when you're kind of putting your things away, right? Like in, in the, um, um, in the hut, uh, Devoku is kind of like sitting off on like a bed off to the side and kind of like eyes your, uh, crooked, uh, like staff of fire, uh, with like the like bones and everything on it that you got from Hezel, the kobold, and he says, "says Aaron, was it? What? Oh, yeah. Hi. Says it's a interesting staff you have there. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty spooky. Uh." Not quite my style, but, you know, stealing, I mean, taking <laughs> from dead people, <laughs> to beat up, loot, and that type of thing. You know how it is. You know. <laughs> he, um, you, you look at his and you see that his is made of, of, like, dark, like, the dark wood, um, it's like, dark as, uh, ebony and very well polished, maintained, has very um, unique carvings all the way up and down it and like um, elven runes. I, um, I say that right there, that's a nice staff. What kind of magic <laughs> you got in that staff? It says, uh, yes, I've, I've crafted it myself, you see. Oh. Says there, my my master taught me the art of staff crafting. 
set me on a journey to find the materials to craft this back when I was under his tutelage. And it has bonded and grown with me ever since. I've spent many years only feet, only a few feet away from it, shackled away from my own power. But now, as I hold it in my hands, I feel it almost as if it speaks to me. Are you, I see that you're familiar with the arcane arts. Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, it's one of the two arts that I know. Um, but it's probably <laughs> the art that I know best, if you will. I see. I spend a lot of time in books, a lot of arcane books. I know how to do quite a bit of magic, but I don't know how to make a staff. All this staff can do is make fire, and that's really not my type of energy. <laughs> not my vibe. <laughs> I'm gonna get good, good, good feng shui from this staff. I see. Well, the last, the last student of mine was not as well read as you. He was a sorcerer. His magic came from his ancestors within his blood. Cheap tricks. It's difficult. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hashtag wizard gang. Hashtag wizard gang. Um, wizard gang. He, Hashtag prepare spells. Hashtag I need a whiz light. I haven't had one in months. Holy cow. I need a whiz light. Yeah. I could use a drink. <laughs> I could use um, a drink. Oh, it's a Monday. And it's says, only Monday. <laughs> He says, um, but that being said, if you require any arcane advice during this time while we're here, I, I would not mind sharing it with one magician to another. Magician? No, no, no. no. Wizard. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I said wizard. Oh, you missed okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, will well, you teach me how to make my... Z. Yeah, I, I give him a quick scan. <laughs> yeah. I go... You have a perception beep, beep, check. Beep, 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 beep. I think it's more of like an arcane check, if you will. Oh, yeah, give me... Yeah, give me arcana. These things just... They can't just be seen. Or even smelled. <laughs> However, that does help. I got... Sorry, I didn't have my character sheet. Quite at the ready. Um, it's roleplay day. It's roleplay day. Happy day. Uh, I got a 31. All right. He is level 12 wizard. I almost Whoa. throw up in my mouth. Oh my god, the scouter. <laughs> Vegeta. <laughs> my eyes go, my Virginia. eyes go bloodshot. Only my, only my, only my left one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I am very excited. I say I may be well read, but it is clear that you are so much stronger than I am. 
Would you please teach me the ways of the arcane staff? Yes. Yes, I will. Yes! Sorry, I meant to say that in my head. <laughs> As this is going on, we kind of like pan out and we see kind of frizz outside or uh, partying or hang out with Guppy, whichever Silas is, uh, Silas decides. All three. Um, okay. Hanging out. And None of those are, are, hanging out are exclusive. Yeah, yeah. All Why three not, of yeah. those things can be happening <laughs> at the same time. Okay, okay, okay. no lo los trace. Um, <laughs> you see Nikita approach you. I knew it. And she says... I knew this would happen. She says, hey there, Frizzigig. Um, congrats on uh, being a champion and all. I hope all of your needs are taken care of. Uh, is there anything I... that you know you need or... <laughs> yes, yeah, so is there anything that you need or that like we can get you or, you know... I, uh, we found Eowyn out there. Her, her, like, demeanor kind of drops and smile fades and she says, yes, um, she kind of lowers her voice. She says, that's, um, what I meant to kind of come over and talk to you about. Elowen came through a few days before you all arrived. She told me what happened near the swamp. Yeah, I figured she did. Well... I must say, she explained to me everything that happened a few years ago. And I'd like to thank you for choosing to spare her. I really consider myself the one you should be thanking. I think you could thank my sister for that. If I had been thinking about anybody else but her in that moment, it would have gone a very different way. Well, I don't know. I'm rethinking a lot of things. I see. But, uh... Did... You, you, you knew her growing up, right? Yes, we were close being when we were raised in the half-elven vi village. I must be very candidly, and I'm sorry if it's, I don't know, aggressive. Does it surprise you that she's a murderer? I was surprised to hear the story. Yes. I just want to understand. I want to understand how how you could take so much from other people and then just run away. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't get it. I don't know if I ever will, and I'm not sure if I ever even want to. Well, you still consider your uh, your friend? I'm leaving soon. You ain't got nothing to lose. Yes, I... I do consider Ella my friend. Mm. And I will say that her experience with you in the jungle during her time being blind and crawling for miles at a time, it, it appeared to have done something to her when she passed through a few days ago. She seemed changed in some way, like a weight was lifted. That she saw things a different way. She made her way to the half-elven village where we were raised. Appears she is plans to live out the rest of her younger life, guiding the younger half-elves to maturity. I know you probably don't want to hear all of this. That you don't give a damn. But I just wanted to let you know that your decisions, whether they were yours or your sister's, had some kind of positive impact. It's all right. Kind of shit Treasel would eat up. Yeah, I think she'd like that. Enjoy the festival, Frizzy Gang. Thanks. With that, Nikita is going to walk off and we are going to pan away. Are we good to move forward a few days as we are moving through time during the, the week festival? What about the, oh, it's a week long yes, festival. It's a Mardi Gras type year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, aren't you going to do the party scene? Yo, do a Kujai drink, because I'm drinking all week. Walking baby. around. They Polaris. do. Aaron's got some uh, lampshade on his head. They do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually, I, I did look this up, because I was wanting to um, uh, find something. I was like, man, what are some like cool, like... I, I got into a phase where I was like looking at beers and trying to make a lot of Galarian beers and, and stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I can't find it off off the top of my head right now. I think I have a Google Doc somewhere that has it. <laughs> I think you still, yeah. But I did, I did find um, it, it is a it is an African like fermented like juice or something. Yeah, it's like, it's like a it's wine, be palm like wine. fermented fruit yeah, juice. Palm, yeah, that's what that's what it is. Palm wine. Yeah, yeah it's and, and it, yeah I, I said like yeah the Akuja I use like palm wine. I have heard of this. And Dude. that is that is kind of their like go to, you know. Yeah, do they have like 
like India pale palm wine and oh my God. lactose infused <laughs> palm wine and sparkling no. palm wine. India no. palm ale. Challenge imperial palm wine. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you guys are partying uh, and we're going to move through a few days, right? Unless there's an, is there anything else? Party montage. Party montage. Did Urkel bring some cocaine? Right. Party montage. Then nope, we're gonna move. <laughs> we're gonna move along, and a few days pass. And um, Aaron, you're going to kind of um, walk. Um, I walk. Walk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys are. You're, you're I, I gonna kind of walk up to um, one of your one of your um, training sessions with the Devoku. You enter an area of a crivel that is like it's like the gym district right it's um there is kind of this um it's more like a, a cave towards like the bottom of the uh much where you where you buried the uh Akujai warrior from before um it's down there in the dark uh jungle floor beneath the city but there's this cave and as you're kind of going in there you've met him a few times now um this is where all of the um, magic using Akujai are gathering their like gems and minerals they use for their like jewelry and um, armor and things like that because the magic users are the only ones that use gems and they are all uncut and kind of down in this cavern there are gems you know the size of your um, finger fingernail there's some the signs of your fist and there's some just this the size of a person like they're just like built into the cave walls like huge things of quartz and different kinds of crystals and gems um and as you're down there um kind of walking you see devoku and he is uh speaking with renale and as you kind of approach i don't i stand uh, at an appropriate distance <laughs> let them finish their conversation okay well as you do so, uh, eventually Renale is is turning and to leave. And as she's leaving, um, she kind of sees you, kind of like looks up, still very solemn the past few days. She really hasn't said much of a word to anybody. Very solemn, looks up at you and says, oh, Aaron. She kind of nods. Hey, Renale. Hey, going for your training again? Yeah, I am. What are you doing? Oh, I just needed to ask Devoku a few questions. Hey, are are you doing okay? Yeah, I I think I yeah, I'm doing better. Okay. I know that you need your time and your space, but you know, I've missed talk talking to you these past few days, you know, about like magic and stuff. <laughs> You're the only one that understands that and what, yeah, magic. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know things weren't perfect out there in the jungle, but thank you. Let's talk again yeah. when 
when when you want. That sounds good. Goodbye, Aaron. Aaron goes in for a really awkward hug. And then is like <laughs> kind of like a skeleton type of hug. And then he knows it's weird. He knows it's weird. Yeah. So he backs off pretty quick. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, she she hugs back for a quick second, but it is like mostly caught off guard. <laughs> and but then she kind of like smiles and kind of walks away. Aaron trots off and says, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> um all right. And yeah. Devoku, Big are, D, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> big D, little D. What's up, Big D Shaftcraft? <laughs> Shaftcraft. <laughs> he didn't say Shaftcraft. I just thought of Shaftcraft. <laughs> he said like Staffcraft, and I was like, oh yeah, Shaftcraft. <laughs> well, we are going to kind of fade away as Aaron and Devoku kind of like, Aaron goes around a corner Cast and you see shafts. there's. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of minerals and, and gems and everything. And as you kind of walk through the around the corner, we're going to fade through the wall and back out. And we see Aaron kind of walking out of the cave. Good days training, learning about staff crafting. And as you make your way back up to the hut, um, you eventually enter. And on your bed, you see there is a piece of parchment, Aaron. Uh, first, I want to check it for traps. Hey. Okay. Good choice, dude. Yeah, give a perception check. Okay. 30. Do I smell the poison? <laughs> smell the arsenic. There's no, no poison, no arsenic this time. That I can smell. No. I, I say, well... If it's trapped, it's trapped, and I pick it up. Okay. Uh, you open it, you pick it up, and you see there is uh, it is some kind of message written. Secret um, admirer. <laughs> maybe you recognize the the handwriting. Oh, probably not. Then. Nobody that's met me has loved me. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, "Aaron, as my closest friend and magical mentor." To you, I leave this difficult letter. I have decided to leave. I've thought a lot about the past few days, and I think this is the best way. I'm bad at goodbyes, and well, I guess I'm not particularly good at hellos either. We did meet in a Bargus lair after all. I've learned so much about the adventure's path since that day, but regretfully, I've also learn that it is not for me. I can't lie and say that facing certain death almost every day these past few weeks hasn't been utterly terrifying. But it isn't the fear of death that revealed why I'm not cut out to be an adventurer. It's the responsibility. Knowing that if you fail to defeat your foes means the death of innocence, and even if you do succeed, doesn't necessarily mean you could save them either. I don't blame any of you for what happened to the elephant people. Or Edka. That was the Cinderclaw's doing. But his death will always haunt me. Thinking if only I would have spoken up more, or perhaps even ran away to help him on my own. 
This weight of impossible decisions was left out of the stories of the heroes from my youth. So it is now that I must find a new way, but I will not be returning home. Seeing all these things has proven that I cannot truly live in a hole in the ground ever again. I'm heading to a place where I may learn more of this world and of the magic within it. I plan to seek out Domini, the wizard who saved all of our lives. I plan to tell him of the fate of the Cinder Claws and how much the aid of Magumbia helped us. And then I'll ask to learn from him. I'm not sure if there's ever been a Nadi that's been to Magumbia, let alone studied there. Regardless, this is the path that I've chosen for myself and the one that I'll cling to. Thank you for all your help, Aaron. You might not have ever given me a formal lesson, but I've learned a lot just by watching you. And not just with magic. You're the glue that keeps the party together. While the rest are drowning in their own problems, it is you that keeps their heads just above the water. I'm sure this adds a weight of its own somehow, though you don't seem to show it. Be careful, Aaron. I know there's good in all of them, but don't let their demons make you a martyr. Thanks again for everything, Renale. Aaron, Holy cow. Aaron Sorry. takes the letter and holds it to his chest and big fat tears rolling down his face. And of course he later tells the crew and cries yeah, the whole that? time. Yeah, what does that look like when you guys are all back and Aaron tells you? I tell them that I spoke to Renale and you know, she was still seeming kind of down. I only got to talk to her for a minute in passing. But then later I, you know, I came back and she had left a letter for me saying that she was leaving to go learn at Magumbia. She's not upset at any of us. She doesn't blame us for anything. But she doesn't think the life of adventuring is for her. And honestly, I'm, I'm just happy that we got to spend the whole chapter with her. A chapter of our <laughs> of our time. Adventure path, you know. <laughs> of the path that we're taking. Wait, a chapter of it, if you will. Wait, what? She's gone? <laughs> Urkel, stop yelling. It's late. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Urkel's pacing. Yeah, Urkel's pacing. He's like he's like dad on dad with hands on hips pacing back and forth. Urkel, you're sweating. <laughs> So damn hot in this woods. Humid. It's a wet heat. My clothes are never dry. <laughs> Sorry, Kalare was gonna say something. Too. I don't know if I was, but I can okay. say something. Um, thanks for letting us know, Aaron. I think we'd all come to kind of expect her presence, so it's gonna be different without her around. But Urkel, Frizzigig, 
as I'm sure both of you can... I'm sure it's embedded within within what you've seen and experienced too that you can't save everyone. Like you said, Frizz. I think for the three of us that might be the biggest weight we carry. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I'm sure you too have yours, Aaron. She was... I... We were on the road for so long coming back home and I... I am not comfortable here. I don't do... I haven't been outside my own town. Ever. Outside of... I mean, even the war took place close to home. I... I didn't know what to say. You were in the war? Just I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something to say, and I wanted to. I should have gone earlier. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. Urkel. Did we? Did we fuck up, Aaron? Did we screw up? Urkel. No, we didn't. Everything that happened was out of our control. We were just doing the best we could. She has choice choice to do and pursue what she wants just because she's leaving us doesn't mean we did something wrong you're a good man Urkel just kind of turns away from the group so much sweat (laughs) (laughs) Aaron all good men sweat come on you know she also didn't really choose this like we did right kind of found her and we were only to get home yes no considering that I don't know I mean I'm kind of impressed that she stuck around as long as she did yeah if I was in her spot I wouldn't have Yeah, when she got splashed with all those, like, firebombs, I was pretty sure she was going to quit then and there. I, I mean, I thought she was going to quit breathing that. for a second. I thought she was dead. She seemed like, pretty toast. She looked awful. Times. Oh, just horrible. It was it was a crispy steak. A bug steak. Thank the gods oh, you were there, Aaron. We'll have to visit her well, one day. <laughs> we will. Wait, what no, did, yeah. was I asked a question? No, did okay, you say... So. Yeah, what did, what did you, you mean chance? by chapter? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all tied to this academic theory. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> See, magic folk like to be high and mighty. And because they read a lot, They like to describe things in terms of books. So any set given amount of time, maybe like an arc, if you will, is like a chapter. And then you have volumes, which are multiple chapters stuck. I know what a book is, Aaron. No, these are not (laughs) books. These are sets of time. Serious work, Aaron. Books, chapter books, I understand. Urkel is feeling so talked down to right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I at first I started to get mad. You know how many employee handbooks I've read? <laughs> at first I started to get mad, but then I start to realize, I start to see the insecurity. And I'm like, you're right. You, I don't need to explain this. <laughs> Smarter than I look. <laughs> you, look so, you look like a wet book <laughs> I may be old but I still bring money into the company why are you, you can't just do this family. to me why are you the only one that's sweating <laughs> I think he just has the most body mass He's... you are all sweating you just can't see yourself no frizzy gig socks are always wet and hilarious <laughs> And I aren't sweat. And it is not sweat. We have yet to determine. It is elves not don't sweat. Have sweat Urkel, Urkel, you know that elves have gills, like, on their sides. So when the wind blows, it what? just cools us off more. I'm sorry. What that? Some yeah. water world D&D over here. All right. We're getting into bullshit territory. Uh, <laughs> I, I, will have to, I will have to intervene. Remember the episode where you guys just bullshitted for 40 minutes? That was beginning? so hard to listen to. Well, going and waking up one person. That just, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that no, that was, that, that, was, that, that was great. That was great. That was fantastic. That was tremendous. <laughs> Wait, that the funny shit fucked. we've ever done. <laughs> Wait, Wait, that's, that's some role oh, play. Yes, Frizzy Gig. That was hilarious. Knocked up. That was some top notch role play. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Man. Well, I would have given us all hero points. <laughs> yeah. No, um, we don't have okay. damn gills. I just don't sweat. God. Okay. I can't so, sweat. That's why I cry so much. <laughs> <laughs> Time passes from this conversation. Elves lick and, their forearms like uh, kangaroos do, and they hold them in the breeze to cool down. <laughs> so we're going to kind of move on, and, um, you know, eventually Devoku kind of returns back to the hut with you guys um, from the cave, and, yeah, um, kind of approaches Kaleri. And says, says, Clary, I was wondering if you had a moment. Yeah, of, of course. I wanted to speak to you of my patron, Callistra, hmm. and of her power. I've not been one to follow gods, really. I, I don't know something about me. Just wants to rely on my own power. But if you say it's worthwhile and valuable and doing what I need to do, getting my brother back, then I'm all ears. I see. Your brother, Akira, learned, learned much of her ways, though. His training was incomplete, and I'm slightly worried that he he took to the power of revenge, but did not know the discipline of it. What do you know of the gods? What were you taught? This Clistra's an elven god, right? She is. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh... To be honest, not much. The one god that 
my household really kind of focused on was, was Cataphys. Although I don't know what my mother taught my brother, I was primarily under my father's tutelage. And every day we would take take a part in, in nature's blessing. We would we would hunt, we would we would spar. But that was really the extent of it. I see. Well, as you know, the elven pantheon are very powerful deities. Some say one of the most powerful groups of them. And Calistra is often forgotten. Does not have the, um, she's not at the forefront of the mind, such as the god of the hunt, the god of the stars, god of doorways even, as you've no doubt noticed with Hunter Gate. But I believe she prefers it that way. She's god of the Trinity. Lust, revenge, and trickery are the aspects of Callistra. She uses these three points with the edges of a dagger. Silver tongues and charm are the way to grow or to get closer to your enemies and then strike like a viper. One blow, finishing them. There's a lot, even though I am a wizard and study the arcane arts, there is a lot that I have gleaned. But she, one of her edicts I think that you would benefit from is to pursue your personal freedom To seek thrill and take revenge on those who wrong you. The path is personal to take advantage of it. For everyone in this world will try to take advantage of you. But you cannot be consumed by anything cannot be too consumed by love or the need for revenge. There's balance. You and your brother, you dive too deep at times. You say you draw your strength from there, but I caution you to not be consumed. Those are wise words. I do think it's easy to be consumed by a need for revenge and for anger. But I'm honestly surprised that you were talking about these limitations and balances when it was revenge that got you where you are now. I don't know, Devoku. Don't you feel like this whole culture we have here is stifling it? 
don't you just want to do whatever you need to do? It doesn't matter how deeply you have to dive into something. As long as you find what you need to find, it's fine, right? That's what personal freedom is about, right? You say that. You say that revenge is where it got me now. But no. I used the savored stings, ways, infiltrated that human settlement. I came to them acting as friends, brought them gifts to shower them. And then that night we slipped their throats. One swift strike and our revenge was enacted. No bloodlust. Clean retribution. And then we returned home. We were not consumed, we did not dive in. We did what must be done, and we left. It was only the stubbornness and the ignorance of my own people that got me where I was. And to tell you the truth, Perhaps I did give the location of Huntergate away a little too quickly. Perhaps it was the revenge of my own people who forsought me. A bit of selfishness to let it slip. Not for certain. But I know full well that this world is about keeping after yourself or others will wrong you. Hmm. I'll keep that in mind. I definitely feel like there have been times I've dove too deep and come to regret it. So like I said, those are wise words. But if I, if I pull back my, my seeking of revenge, if I, if I try to, to calm it, I don't know what's going to be left. I don't know if your deity provides some sort of other option. I know you said silent retribution is enough justice in and of itself, but Sometimes I feel like that anger is the only thing that's pushing me forward. I do not think your pursuit of the death of the great Sayadi is too much. I just, when I say do not be consumed by it, I merely point for you to look behind you and make sure you do not leave hundreds dead in your warpath for one single life. Use the power that you find to end the one that has wronged you, but know the difference between that foe and others that stand in your way.
for what will happen when the great Sayadi breathes his last. What becomes of your life then? For when you stand there, the regret of what you've done will drown you if you are not careful. You're right. I'll try. Thanks. Peace be with you, Kaleri. And from that, we will move through the jungle, through the city of Akrivel, to the Lone Pavilion, where we see many uh, depictions of the Elven Pantheon magically woven in vines and branches, fountains, and with the what remnants of the uh, magical glow sticks um, lie on the, on the floor, on the ground. Uh, but we see uh, Yasi kind of looking up at uh, Yorul, the, uh, his patron god, the god of magic and, and gems, uncut gems. And um, we see a lone Urkel approach. I'll just walk up beside Yasi and say, so, tell, tell me about, um, about what we're looking at here. I've been fascinated by your history, your culture, and I feel like I haven't got to ask a lot of questions. Ah, yes, uh, Oracle. I, um, was just saying a, a prayer to Yorl, my, uh, my patron. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt him. Uh, maybe I can uh, come back at an- another time. No, it's okay. It was half-assed anyways. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> so I was mostly just bargaining. <laughs> oh jeez. Here your uh, rule, no. if you help me get that bill's <laughs> number tomorrow, I promise I will never eat another Twinkie again. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, um it, it, I, do you have a second? Um there's actually a real reason that I wanted to talk to you. Yes. What is it? We left uh, semi-abruptly um, back in uh, back in the jungle. Um, it seemed as though you know you had made a rather big decision to just move forward with your life, um, and I felt myself um, thinking about that a lot as we were out there in the expanse and. We came across um, a group of orcs in the jungle. Um, 
they were under the control of some towers. It was a big ordeal. It's not important, but um, I sat with them. I sat with one of them on the evening around around the fire, and um, she asked about where I came from and why I looked the way I did, and um, why I wasn't marked by them, tattooed, as you you all know, uh, like them. I've been thinking a lot about um, where I am today and I I feel like you're the only one here that I could probably share this with um, that would have any sort of knowledge about this kind of thing. Um, I feel like I spent the majority of my life um trying to define myself with what I thought was important. Um, I, I ran um, from what most people think when they, they look at me. You know, an orc. I think I did well for myself. I achieved a lot. Um, I achieved more than anyone in my family has ever achieved, but for what? Maybe to like prove to others that I'm not some some sort of monster. Maybe more that I'm I'm more human than I am orc. These clothes I'm wearing, and I guess he looks down, and I'm sure they're just absolutely demolished now. <laughs> the the nice suit jacket that was once tidy is is completely destroyed and muddy, and um, it's more of like an overcoat, I guess, to the armor. And uh, he says, "These Yasi, these are my armor." This is my shield. I've worn these my whole life so others can't hurt me. So others look at me and they say that uh, you know, that man is, is worth something. But I feel like I haven't had purpose in 25 years. I feel like I've been spinning my wheels, waiting, sitting. Because I'm afraid to move, move forward into something that is out of the mold that I've been trying to hold myself in for so long. I feel fake. Like it's a farce. How do you find the courage, Yossi, to move forward when your past clings, holds, holds you back? It's a lot to take in for him. <laughs> Yeah, um, Urgil's just kind of spilling his guts, you know, and yeah. it's not like they're super, super close, but he kind of looks at Urkel, deep understanding or trying to understand eyes, and he kind of like looks over at the um, statue of Yorl, and he says, says, she's often called Yorl the Wise. My goddess, many believe her to be just a goddess of the arcane, the divine, magic in general. But she's also the goddess of gems, of crystals, of beauty, of the earthly minerals. She is also one of the few elven pantheon that 
has been quick to embrace the half-elves. You see many, many half-elves are not seen as, as true elves. And from what I've heard, they're not seen as true humans either from the settlements surrounding here. My own daughter treads this line Feels as though she doesn't fit in with the outside world, and although she has something to offer as a linguist, she has tied her identity to this. To be of use to the tribe so that they will accept her. For her talents, but not for who she, whom she is. But as Yorl accept crystals naturally formed from the earth any servant of her knows that you are not to cut any of the crystals any of the jewels they are to be embraced for their natural beauty the way they are born the way they have come from the earth not to be fashioned into something that a jeweler desires or a, a consumer, a, 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 a someone who, sorry, a, a jeweler desires. No, they are to be accepted. Despite what their heritage could be, should be. But they're so ugly. Misshapen. No one would want that. No one would wear a piece of hunk of rock. You, you look at, you look at Yasi, and see his armor made of uncut gems. <laughs> As I described thirty episodes ago. <laughs> and he says, he looks down and says, many of our tribe wear them. And sport them just as they are. It is dishonorable to fashion the way things were made into what you preferred them to look like. So I look at your 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 successful career, these things you use to cut yourself into what other people desire but all it does is make you smaller shaving away parts of you to where you were but a small piece of what you once were Herbal just kind of stands there Yeah. I guess so. There's an entire piece of my being that is gone. That I've kept locked away. Being out here, meeting so many different people and faces, 
it's showed me that I'm much more than just a businessman. Much more than just, uh, like you said, a, a sharp cut gem. But I'm afraid. I, I to to explore a new part of me, to have no control. Um, I fear. Um, I fear again. I fear that something will go wrong. When Ale left, I don't know if you heard. She's afraid. She. She was in harm's way always, and. And we almost lost her. Several times. Gassi, I know that you are no stranger to loss. But I'm afraid that if I allow myself to open up, that to be vulnerable and transparent, that I will lose those closest to me. Do you fear that? Do you feel losing the ones that are closest to you? Of course. I've worried for many months about what happened to all of these people. As Coletti, I bear their lives as a responsibility. They're all important to me. Akosa, Nikita. I couldn't bear to lose any of them. But I find, Urkel, things have a way of working out. Perhaps that's just my own bias, but... All it takes is a few random people from across the world to barge into your life to help you. It could turn everything around. But I do know wallowing in that shame, guilt, fear. As someone who is on the other side, I tell you that that is lethal. Lethal, lethal thinking. I'm not going to pry. But I do, I do hope you find someone that you can confide in that will ease your fears. Urkel nods and um, puts a hand on his shoulder and says, whether it be the wisdom of your God or the wisdom of your life's experience, it is greatly appreciated. I feel, I feel like a weight's slowly been lifted off my shoulders and I'm sorry that I just kind of started talking, but I appreciate your, your candor. <laughs> Do not apologize. I am here to help all who seek it. 
and he is going to kind of pluck um, a rather large um, green uncut gem and uncut emerald from his from his armor and is going to hand it to you and says take this circle may it be a reminder to never fashion yourself into something that you aren't Urkel's going to take it and um, put it in his jacket pocket and say I will not forget you and your kindness. Thank you again. And walk back to his little hut. And with that, we are going to end episode 67. Ah, Buy a new box Dang. of Kleenex, because I know you went through all them junts this episode. Don't be even pretending <laughs> it. Them junts nah. gone. You know we here for the RP episodes, yeah. RP episodes. They, and they said we couldn't do it. And they, they said, said we couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> they tried to hold me down, and that's to take the chains off me. <laughs> <laughs>